0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Lucky Lefty is on CFB Nation presented by Twisted T. We're back Lucky Lefty podcast Our Norwood boys in the building. LL question of the day is still up. You still have time to vote, man. Yo, steak and prime rib is best when served and the options are medium rare, medium, medium well, well done, and other. Go to the YouTube page. Subscribe and vote, man. Did, some, did someone say salt and pepper on chicken is enough? Is that what we're saying? Yo, that's crazy. That's crazy. You guys are the best, man. Yeah, I we got
2: to see some pictures next time
3: we talk about this. see what y'all really cook enough. <laughs> hey, John Massey, that was a
1: great alley-oop right there. John Massey had a great chef, caters to his customers. A great O.C. plays to his player strengths. Same thing. That's, that's a dope alley. I like how you did that, John Massey. I like how you did that. Left, Jadarian Price met with the media down at the Sun Bowl right before practice on yesterday. And, um, yo, this is what he said about the quarterback, the first-time starter, Steve Angeli, and how he's been looking in practice
3: a lot
4: more confident since um, you know our opening game against Navy you know he's he's been in a lot of games um, since we've you know been blown out a couple of teams he's been in, he's been in a couple of games and uh, you could just you can just see the confidence in his eyes and his you know his cadence and all that and I've seen that from the pre-practice when we break the huddle and just you know he's he's uh, speaking a lot more he's speaking to uh, all, the, all the uh position groups a lot more and we're all very confident in him
1: So once again, another name player speaking boldly and confidently about Steve Angeli and how he's been looking in practice and saying we have confidence in him. Um, It's good to hear that from the guys heading into the game left. It really is.
2: Yeah, it's good to hear them supporting AQB. I mean, it was kind of a dry compliment. I wasn't quite sure other than confidence, but I was telling Kenny yesterday, confidence is 80% of the game because once you're confident in what you're doing, you see things almost uh, premonition-wise. You see it before they happen.
1: So, man, I've heard from several people that Steve Angeli is really confident in himself and is a confident kid. And to hear Jadarian Price, if we said this, love, this goes back to what I said. The quarterback I saw in spring practices, And the quarterback i saw in the limited snaps in the regular season are two different quarterbacks i made my assessment of whether or not i thought he could be the guy based upon the spring didn't see him in the fall because i wasn't around but then i watched him in the games and i'm like yo this is a totally different quarterback he has a totally different level of confidence and to hear jadarian price even point to that saying yo his confidence has grown like he's he's a totally different dude playing with a totally different level of confidence. So, you know, that's important. And like you said, you know, in your conversation with Kenny Minchie, yo, confidence is the best thing. And a lot of kids come in with that confidence and just have to learn how to transfer that onto the football field and decision-making. With a guy like Kenny that wasn't as heralded as the other guys, you know, it's almost like a chip on his shoulder that he has to wear to kind of like spur him on to say, yo, I can be this dude at Notre Dame.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
2: Yeah, absolutely right. And that's exactly what is going to carry him through.
3: So, yeah, it's going to be very important, love,
1: as love handles love. <laughs> it's going to be very important. Like Jason Smith said, I, I do believe it's Jason Smith. I do believe that this is a sign that Gino Gadulli, who Steve Angeli said himself, has been very instrumental with him this year Gino is yo very important in developing the quarterbacks and Gino gaduli spoke with the media yesterday and he talked about you know looking forward to working with uh Mike Denbrock because he worked with him in the same position at Cincinnati and he said they had a lot of success and he's man he's ready to extend upon that success from Cincinnati to Notre Dame so um yeah. It is uh like I said, Steve out of the quarterback room, he was the least heralded. Right? So Steve me it is a chip on his shoulder, right? But from everyone that I talk to, Steve feels like, yo, I'm a dude. I should be the quarterback for Notre Dame. And I'm I'm all for that. I'm all for that. I want him to feel that way. I want him to feel like. You know hopefully he does stay, and if he stays, I want him to feel like, yo, this is my job. I'm the incumbent. I'm the one that started the Sun Bowl. I'm the one that performed in the Sun Bowl. Riley Leonard's going to have to come take this. I want him to feel that way. I want him to go about business in that way and in that manner. He absolutely should you know, but it's great to hear from his Teammates, man, that even they recognize the difference in the confidence in this young man. It's it's going to be absolutely incredible to see him perform and perform well on Friday evening, I mean Friday afternoon. Lucky Lucky Podcast. So that was Jadarian Price on Steve Angeli. And then we had Howard Cross, who is one of my favorite players of all time. And this clip, this piece of video, does nothing but solidify how great of a representative for Notre Dame he is. You know, he was asked about returning, he was asked about him and Riley Mills coming back. And then he was asked about, yo, know, what it means to go ahead and get that master's degree at Notre Dame.
4: Uh, Obviously, yeah, first of all, like you said, uh, I feel like I I still have a lot left in the tank here. Uh, Then talking to to coaches, our coaches and everything like that, like I feel like I can really benefit from one more year. And the other side of that, NFL does stand for not for long, right? So I want to get my master's done, uh, make sure I get everything uh, I can get done at Notre Dame because it's a great university and uh, get everything done going, going forward. I'm sure you and Riley kind of made your own decisions, but when it comes out to East also staying, how big is that to have both of you guys on the interior next year? Uh, it's huge. I mean, um, we are, we're both big parts of the defense, so both of us coming back just as a really good uh, part
1: or base to, to build a great offense next year. What
3: were
1: you? Now, towards the end, I think he got mixed up, as he said, you know, they have a, a, a chance to set the base for a good offense. Maybe Howard Cross wants to play fullback next year or tight end. But yeah, Howard Cross is a fantastic young man. I'm glad to see him and Riley Mills playing in the bowl game and coming back to 2024 along with Jack Kaiser. And like he said, uh, they're going to be the foundation for the promise of the 2024 Notre Dame defense. This is my question for you guys. We talked about bringing in Riley Leonard and how it might congest things in the quarterback room moving forward do you feel that way with riley mills and howard cross coming back at defensive tackle do you really feel like guys like devin houston guys like armel moocom guys on in the interior Brendan vernon do you feel like things are being clogged up with the return of riley mills and howard cross And it's going to be an issue getting those young men on the field to make a difference next year at Notre Dame. Tell us how you feel. Lucky lefty podcast. All right. We'll get to your GTB questions. If you have a question or comment, make sure you type GTB and then your question or comment and we'll get to it. All right. We go next to Kenny, uh, not Kenny Minshew. we go next to Eli Rarely. Some very interesting comments about the season offensively. And um, he was asked about Steve Vangeli as well.
0: We have a pretty much a whole new team. It's been weird with the offense. A lot of guys that are new faces, but uh, the players and coaches have done a great job with all the distractions, just
2: keeping focused and getting our work done. And uh, I feel really confident about where we are right now. So.
4: What, what does Angeli bring to the table at the, at the quarterback
2: position? What do you expect from him on Friday? Yeah, uh, angeli has been doing great. Uh, I, I only think great things of him. He's going to do a great job, and I'm very confident in him.
1: Oh, this team seems really confident in Steve Angeli, and I think some people in the chat have said it, left. Like, he, 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 might, he might be one of those guys that's just well-liked across the board and throughout the team. He might just be one of those
2: dudes. He might just be a well-liked guy on the team. That that bodes well for you in terms of chemistry. I do think it'll just turn out to see if that works on the field because you're liked until you're not winning.
1: That doesn't mean a thing when he steps on the field, though. You can be well-liked. It it
2: means something like (laughs) the guys are going to work hard and block and all that, but you got to be able to do your part. That's what football is
3: a great equalizer. Left. What is that, man? It's too early, man. Don't please
1: tell me you're not drinking soda this early in the morning. Is that some type of juice or something?
2: No, that's just that shit. Arrowhead water. You know that Cali got a little different water over here.
1: The first time I saw Arrowhead water when I was out there at Ralph's, I walked into Ralph's and I'm like, "Man, it's funny how you know, you see different things and it's regional."
2: Yeah, because it's make not it ice, ice mountains over there, right? Yeah, I got ice But right.
1: right. Yeah, Dasani, ice Mountain are the main Midwest plugs for the water. But that is crazy. Is it fool's gold in your opinion? Everything that you've heard from Notre Dame players about Steve Angeli.
2: Yeah, they say the same thing. At least they don't say he's a run first and he's going to get the first down by running the football, so. This uh, best compliment I heard was the first thing they said was, "Oh, he threw the ball deep." That was a good indication of something possibly to come, but they talk a lot about intangibles, nothing on the field after that. So I don't know how that's what that means, but you know maybe he is instilling confidence in other players to play better. You could maybe take it as that, but I would love to hear about some uh, some on the field things that he's doing other than the prospective hope that he's going to play good because he's confident. Confidence matters a lot, but that's an individual thing. It would be better to hear from the individual that he's confident than to hear from, you know, other people. Cause you can't really quantify that. If they're out there like, man, he's out there dealing. Like what you hear about CJ Carr? i will be mm-hmm. like, okay, that's something to lean on a little bit, but confidence, hopefully that just uh, turns into support uh, on the field for, from his teammates, but like I said, I don't expect it to be a 45 point, you know, showdown. I think it'll be closer in the twenties. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do, but I, I do think we'll win the game.
1: So you think it's gonna be close? You know, we're gonna say your
2: prediction until tomorrow. But you think it's gonna be a close game? Just cause it's in the twenties don't make it close because the other team gotta score points too. I just think Oh, that- well,
1: you said a showdown. So when you said a showdown, I'm like, oh, okay, man.
2: It's a showdown because you know it's everybody's kind of brand new. It's a showdown for Marcus Freeman putting on the coaching and development hat instead of the hat of of dominance. I think you can dominate through um playing technical and fundamental. I think that'll have to be on display. Us not getting ridiculous penalties that will overshadow the 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 bright spots of the game, if we go in there and get 14 or 12 penalties on just mental error stuff, jumping off sides, holding unnecessary roughness, that kind of stuff can put a damper on a game where you're looking for young guys to look pretty good. So uh, hopefully uh, that's not a factor in the game and we can see a clean game. I'm hoping for a clean game. If we had all our starters, Blake Fisher, Joe Alt, I would, I would be looking for a dominant game. But I'm trying to be realistic and not mm-hmm. put too high of expectations on a guy that has played well in spots but hadn't got quite got his shot. And so I think, you know, it's a good challenge for Steve Jelly to prove a lot to us.
1: I can see that. Lucky Lucky Podcast. Offensive coordinator for the Sun Bowl, play caller for the Sun Bowl, Gino Gaduli Yeah, he was asked about his new left tackle. And uh, this is what he had to say. Man, technical difficulties. Left, you know, from what you've heard about Charles Jagasaw and his performance in practice, as a true freshman starting at the left tackle position, you know, how comfortable are you that he's going to perform well?
2: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, He's at Notre Dame. He's got some good enough uh fundamentals and coaching from Rudolph, and he's staying built up. And we have a, mm-hmm. a, a nice history of Lyman doing well. So all his historic signs point to Charles Jagasaw having a, a good first showing. Uh, you know, usually all linemen get their their flowers, I mean get their weights and their credit as the years go on. I think it's a lot harder to see a guy pop on a greatness level other than, as opposed to him getting exposed his first game. So as long as he's not getting blown by especially by the third string defense or however it may have you then I generally believe he'll have a good first showing. Um, Is he going to be Ronnie Stanley and Mike McGlinchey his first game? Who knows, but as long as he ain't giving up crazy plays, he'll probably be all right.
1: All right, here, let's try it again. Gino Badouli on Charles Jackson.
3: He's a huge human being
4: and moves really well for his size. And on top of that, like, the guy's a true freshman and he just, um, you teach him, he reps it, he knows it, he can go execute it. And uh, his ability to just take information and be able to apply it to the field, make adjustments on the fly, is what's
2: going to make him special. He's such a he's such a dude. He's such a bro. Like, you know. Oh, Gino. Yeah, it's like, thanks, dude. Like, yeah, okay. I just hope that his demeanor is a little more fiery
0: when mm-hmm. it
2: comes to developing these kids. Uh, and, and, you know, maybe it doesn't have to be as fiery, but a concerted effort to make it sure is better than what it's been. However, you get it done, and I think uh, Gino Gaudui has a—I don't want to call it a laid-back approach. I don't think he's laid-back about his job, but uh, a softer tone to um, getting his guys better, or at least more ready to play.
1: What he said made me feel really good about John. Jar- yeah, you know, I've already felt good about Charles Jagasaw in this game. Yeah, it's—I
2: it's, think Charles Jagasaw is one of those players you don't have to worry about. You know, he doesn't have to quite be talked about uh, every day, like a LeBron or something, but him, Relax, him not being man. talked Relax. about...
1: You're always trying to slip LeBron in here, man. Relax. I'm just saying, him,
2: him not being talked about is a good thing, too. Because, you know, you, he's one of those guys you can you not worry about and just know he's doing his job. And I think that's why he was a great pickup as a recruit, because you know that that's going to turn out to be the product and the return on investment that you expect, you know.
1: That's that last parting gift from Harry Heestand, dude. That's that last gift yeah, on the way I'm out the door. Like, I'm going to leave you one great left tackle.
2: Yeah, I'm going to leave you with something you can chew on for three, four years to, to hold you over until you got to do it on your own. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: I, the most important, impressive thing for me, is how quickly he picks things up. And I think that's what was able to allow him to shine in bold practices, right? So from practice to practice, you saw this steady improvement from a freshman. And you're like, yo, his first practice, his second practice is better than his first practice. His third practice is better than his second practice. Oh, snap. His fourth practice is better than all of those practices. And when you see that type of improvement and you see a young man that can take, apply what he's being coached on the fly, which sounds like before skip practice to practice, we're talking play to play, series to series. This young man is improving. And now that he gets an opportunity to actually go out there and play, I think his first quarter quarter, or his second quarter would be better than his first quarter. His third quarter will be better than his second quarter, and his fourth quarter will be better than his third quarter. I think that's the improvement you're going to see from this young man throughout this game. That's, that's what it made me feel like. Like we're going to see steady steady improvement from this young man and a really solid performance. I like it. Jaden Mickey, he has something to say about the defense. And
2: uh no, I agree with practice. you though on the Charlie So, like you said, like yeah, he's gonna be the product that we've expected. It's just uh I'm just excited. I think it's a very a very secure lock. I wish we would feel those same ways about all of our position groups. I think historically yeah. the tight end, o line positions, running backs, you can just naturally feel pretty good that. We're gonna have an
3: answer for you. Jaden Mickey. Tim wins is huge. That's what he's letting us know, well. Cheese the offense at all um for him or is it gonna more or less be the same? Man, I don't know. I
1: definitely hit the wrong one. I thought I hit the wrong hey, right one.
3: Bigger now.
1: <laughs> right. That ain't that's I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. That is not Jaden Mickey. Let's the offense. Yep. Nope. Wrong one. But Jay Mickey talked about how important it is to get to 10 wins left. He said, yo, 10 wins is important. It's one game better than last year. And it might not. It might be meaningless to other people because we're in this bowl. But for us, we're excited. It's a move and a change and an improvement in the program. And we have to keep this program moving forward. And we expect to do that on Friday. So it's good to hear that, that they're playing with meaning. And they're playing with confidence.
3: And uh, I love it. I absolutely love it, Lev. Absolutely love it. It is one of
1: the things that we look forward to with this team, seeing them play a clean game and seeing them playing with confidence and making sure that they show up, right? Let's get to the GTP questions as we get ready to get out of here. You guys have been fantastic in the chat. I disagree with you about that medium rare being the only way. I'm sorry, man. It's a lot of different taste buds, man. A lot of people, the texture of medium rare just doesn't, does not agree with me. And I'm a texture person. That's why, as much as I love bananas, I can't eat banana pudding. The texture of it just, it messes with wait, it. You wait, wait, do you it. can't, what? Yeah, I'm a texture person, left. So like the the mush of the banana pudding, I can't. And I love bananas, bro. I got one right here for post show. Love bananas, bro. Love banana now later's. Love banana shakes. Love all of it. But banana pudding, dude. Maybe it's the way people make it. Huh? Once it gets once it gets mushy, I can't. No, nah, I can't. That mushy banana, I can't do it. I'm sorry, I can't. How do you eat pies? What do you mean? How do I eat pie? I don't eat a lot of pies.
2: You don't eat any fruit pies.
1: Mm, no, the only pie that I really love is uh, lemon meringue.
2: But how do you go from that, which is mushy? You that's pumpkin
1: not mushy, pie, dude. Mushy is pumpkin pie not pies mushy either. Dude.
2: I don't eat pumpkin pie. Sweet potato pie.
1: I eat. Every now and then, I'm not head over heels. over Yo, carrot cake mushy. Food. It's cap. Huh? Cap.
2: How is carrot cake mushy? because are you talking cause, about? Because the carrots in it make it mushy. Plus, don't you put Look, like nuts? The carrots, or like that?
1: The, the, the carrots in it make it mushy? You do understand all it's, the ingredients it's, are it's, put it together and then baked into an actual cake right but the, <laughs> like the
3: strings, though.
1: no no you don't have strings of carrot cake if you're doing it properly you don't have strings of carrot cake in the cake the carrot cake should be chopped up into fine pieces bro i can only tell you how my mother does it i can't tell you how everybody else does it. i'm sorry man eric thank thanks for the super chat you look so disappointed love I'm sorry. I'm sorry to disappoint you, man. He said, what's up on the LL merch? This is funny, and I really like the direction of the program, and I know 2024 will be a great season. Go Irish, and happy holidays, LL Nation. You can blame me. I ruined everything over the summer. You can blame (laughs) me. I take blame for it. I'm sorry, guys. The coverage, not being able to be at fall camp, the show's not being on daily at the same time and hopping all over the place. The merch not being launched. Everything, blame me. I'm sorry. But we
3: learned We both learned it. We, we, we get consistency. I had to go life.
1: through what I. I had to go through what I had to go through. Fortunately, I'm good. But hey, blame me. I take full blame. I impacted everything. But the merch is on the way, along with the Patreon show and everything connected to LuckyLeftyPod.com. Appreciate you for okay. that super chat, Eric. You ready for these? Who do you guys think is dealing with more organization organizational negligence, Justin Fields or Cade Cunningham? Go ahead, Le.
3: I'll let you take this. Just,
2: just well, Cade's mm. thing is, mm. I feel like they both got struggles in the same areas. Um, it's harder for Justin Fields than it is for K because K can control more as a as a player on five instead of a player on eleven. K can influence the game more, especially as a point guard, than Justin's influence, even though it's very heavy. And the things that factor into it, there's more control in the basketball game. K like, which he already has to. I got to get forty a game. He's in mm-hmm. control of that. Justin Fields ain't in control of play calling. He can only make it look better, and it's just a, a there's not a synergy there because they don't want to coach his type of style. And I think, you know, everybody wish everybody can have the Lamar coaching approach that they've taken with Lamar, where they coached to what he was good at, and they've developed it over time, and now he's a solid every year consistent winner regardless Mm -hmm. of whether you can score or not he might even win the mvp this year so unfortunately not everybody has a patient enough coaching staff or front office that wants their guy like that but Mm -hmm. you know I just justin falls to the right place or doesn't look like his organization is going to help him out with the coaching staff anytime soon so who knows so, I think Justin has the harder one. Cade's thing would, can change in overnight. You know, draft, guys get healthy. They don't have a bad team uh, talent wise. They just have poor management in the wrong spots. Like Killian Hayes shouldn't be starting. Mm-hmm. They're shouldn't even, should even be in the league. Isaiah Stewart's not big enough for five. He's like a. He's like a stubby four, if that, because he's shorter. He's only like 6'6", six, six, right? He's just super aggressive. His style would have worked great in the Clint Capella 2015 era where he's just catching and putting back rebounds and stuff. Um, but I think Kate, you know, his situation can change overnight. Justin's situation is more like he's got to find the right fit. So I think Justin's is harder.
1: It's simple for me, left. And see, this is a trick question. You know why it's a trick question, left? What? Because it's Chicago versus Detroit. See, I call it. <laughs> yeah, see, I caught it. Cut. I called it. It's a trick question, left. This is Chicago versus Detroit, and I don't know. That they were trying to set us up, but I'm gonna keep it a buck. The Pistons have back-to-back champions that span eighty-nine to ninety. And then they won again with a different cast led by Chauncey Billups, Rasheed Wallace, Rip Hamilton, Ben Wallace, and the rest of the crew. They have championships. The Bears haven't won since 85, and the Bears have not developed a quarterback since Jim McMahon. Since Jim McMahon, the Chicago Bears have had... No, 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 no. Left. I'm speaking facts. Since Jim McMahon, the Bears have started 38 quarterbacks left in game. But Rex Grossman was, uh, was stable. Rex Grossman was trash. Stop it. Oh stop my
3: God. Come stop on. it. He was trash. He took it to the what?
1: Super Bowl.
3: What?
1: You want to sit up here and be critical of Riley Leonard but you showing love of Rex Grossman? Rex Grossman went to the Super Bowl. He was taken to a Super Bowl. It's a difference. Who is it's, a, it's a big difference? Rich Gannon went to a Super Bowl. Rich Gannon went to a Super Bowl. What's your point? Jim Plunkett went board? to a Super Bowl. What's your point? I can name a bunch of quarterbacks that went to the Super Bowl. Matt Ryan went to a Super Bowl. Matt Ryan's a Hall of Famer. You need to quit. You need to quit. We can make a bet right now on this show. Matt Ryan would not be in the Hall of Fame. I'll take that bet yeah. right now.
2: Yeah. Is is Andrew Luck gonna be in the Hall of Fame? He shouldn't be. It, that wasn't a question.
1: I'm just saying he shouldn't be. I would say no. Andrew Luck's going in, so is Matt. I Matt. would say no. Now you're asking if he's gonna make it. You know, you know how the media, if they love you, they'll put you in.
2: So how you don't feel like does, that? Wait no a minute. Remember?
1: Does does Andrew Luck deserve to be in over
2: Ocho? Ocho and Gideon, you know how they're gonna, they gonna that, chat, answer they the they gonna...
1: question. Does Andrew yes. Luck deserve to be in over okay. Ocho? Over? I think they'll both make it. Okay. Who who deserves to go in first?
2: Well, I mean, that's, that's subjective because they, they pick and choose how they do that. But if it's in the right order, Ocho should go first and then Andrew Luck should go, if not the same class. But, you know.
4: Keep it twisted.
1: Thank you, Coach Vic. Thank you, Coach Vic. The Lovey Smith defense went to a Super Bowl. Thank you, Coach Vic.
2: What are we that talking means that about? They like say Notre Dame defense going to who was more
1: impactful? Who was more impactful? Putting points on the board, Rex Grossman or Devin Hester? Devin Hester. Rex okay Grossman. Then. I mean, that's that's disrespectful. Like for your return guy to be more impactful for your team scoring points than your quarterback. Listen to what you just said, Lev.
3: No, Listen I'm to saying, what you.
1: Thank you, John. a one. Jake DeLone went to a Super Bowl. What? What? What are we talking
2: about? Jake DeLone wasn't bad in the years he had Steve Smith. What are we? What are we talking? Yes. What are we talking about? Steve Smith. Jake is DeLone a was
1: fan. an average quarterback, bro. Steve average. Smith's
2: a hall of famer. He was on his team. Jake, they had Jake Delhomme was better than Rex Grossman.
1: No, he wasn't. Oh, Rex my, Grossman left, was up. left.
3: Left. Left. Left.
2: For that span of time, for four years, the Bears were going to the playoffs because of the defense, and Rex Grossman was, was very solid.
1: Left. Jake DeLone, numbers weren't better than Rex Grossman's.
2: Jake DeLone, Jake Plummer, all them dudes during that era, you would have <laughs> taken Rex Grossman.
3: You Rex Grossman was a Bowler.
2: Yeah.
3: Rex Grossman was
2: a Bowler.
1: Left, I know in your time in Ohio, you didn't see a lot of good quarterback play. Rex Grossman Cincinnati. was. I I know you have not seen a lot of good quarterback play with the Bengals, and I I, I know I know, okay. And the fact is, you saw Rex Grossman. You probably were a little bit jealous as a Bengals fan because you thought he was good. But for the folks that are actually here in Chicago, Rex Grossman was trash. Left, he was trash. He threw for 10,000 yards, 55 you realize that Rex Grossman literally lost his job to Craig Krenzel? Think about that, love. He eventually lost his job to Craig
3: Krenzel. Hey, I'm going to let that
1: marinate. I'm, to that I'm going to t- let t- that marinate. I'm going to let that marinate. He eventually lost his job to Craig Krenzel, bro. How are you defending? This is easy, man. The Bears have started thirty-eight quarterbacks since Jim McMahon,
2: dude. Are you kidding me? This so is during the McMahon. stretch. You're telling me during the stretch of Rex Grossman. He was I can't
1: believe you're defending Rex Grossman, bro. I just can't I'm
2: just saying I'm just trying to get an understanding here.
1: Jay Cutler was a trade. So that's that doesn't count. Sorry. They didn't develop him and he didn't play that well when he was here. He was a turnover machine. So like did I said, have the Bears started. Do
2: y'all have an offensive line with Rex Grossman?
1: Let's talk are you about kidding that. me?
2: Let's Reuben Brown, that. his tackles were
1: Reuben Brown and John Tate. What are you talking about? And Olin Cruz. Olin Cruz is a Hall
3: of Fame center. What are you talking a, about?
2: We're talking oh my, about. Yeah.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> Lem, you are making too many excuses, my man. Go ask Thomas Jones if the Bears had an offensive line. Ask Cedric Benson yeah, if the Bears had an offensive run. line. They
2: had a run blocking offensive line for sure.
1: What are you talking about? Wait a minute. Do you remember that comeback? I'll give you the perfect example. You remember when Dennis Green, God rest his soul, snapped in post game after that Monday night football game? Said the Bears are who we thought they were. So if you want to <laughs> crown them, crown their A's. Okay? You know what he was saying? Can I translate that for you? When he said the Bears are who we thought they were, he was saying Rex Grossman is trash and we knew he was trash. <laughs> That's what Dennis Green was saying. What they didn't know is that we had Brian Erlacher and we had Devin Hester. That's what we had.
2: All I know is Weird. whenever he was fully healthy, he went to the Super Bowl for the Bears. That's all that matters, right? No, because he, he didn't go to the healthy.
1: Super Bowl, but he didn't go to the Super Bowl the year after he went to the Super
3: Bowl. He didn't go he back didn't to the Super Bowl.
2: He didn't play in every game, he played seven games, eight games
3: the year after. Left. He yeah, played in half season right last year. Huh?
1: The stuff you were saying in defense. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Rex Grossman, you act, hey, man, look. Ladies and gentlemen, if anybody out there knows where Rex Grossman is, please inform him that he has the greatest supporter. Okay? He
2: played 8 years for you guys and you talk about that wasn't consistent for you guys. He was tra- he was 8 years bad. What are you talking about? You don't go through 38 quarterbacks for an 8-year guy and say he was bad. He obviously isn't a part of that 38. Okay, he
1: was the he was he was the the worst of the he was the best of the worst. That's what you want me to say. If you're the best at something,
2: he's the worst at something.
1: You want to you want me to read his stats from the Super Bowl? Left. Would you Would you like to hear his stats from the Super Bowl, where he was twenty at thirty eight for one hundred sixty five yards with one touchdown and two interceptions? You talking about that, Rex Grossman? That's the Rex Grossman you want to cap for? It's, just,
2: it's just a different era of football
1: then. Here we go. Now it's a different era of football. So you still stand on the fact that he was better than Jake DeLone, right?
2: I'm standing on right? like the fact that he proved the Bears' consistency during No, no, no no, no,
1: no, 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 no. That's not what you said. That's not what you said. You said he was better than Jake DeLone, Jake Plummer, and all them Jakes. That's what you said. That's what you said. <laughs> I would say-
2: I would take Rex over Jake Plummer, yes.
1: You said you would take Rex over Jake Plummer and Jake DeLone. That's what you said. Yeah, and
3: Jake DeLone, absolutely. Okay.
1: Rex Grossman, career stats, 25 and 22 as a starter. A career 55% completion percentage. Career.
2: (laughs) You got to think of the era of football at this time. Oh, oh my God. Career 55%. Jamal Lewis, around those same years, Jamal Lewis is running for almost 2,000 yards for the Ravens. When that doesn't happen these days,
1: left the man threw for ten thousand yards in eight seasons. In eight seasons, yeah, Look, Patrick Mahomes got ten thousand yards in three. Like, right, come on, that's that's not even averaging three thousand a season. Left, what are we talking about? It's the not, man had, the L- he had fifty six touchdowns and sixty interceptions in his career. Left, what, are we really? Do you still trying to cape for this dude? Jake Delone, by the way, 56 and 40, 60% completion percentage, 20,975 yards, 126 touchdowns, and 101 interceptions. Are you, a do, are you, do you want to continue this? Just do you really want to continue this conversation?
2: I'm just you really want to
1: cake for Rex Grossman.
2: I'm saying in, in, in door for the Bears. Hey man, you need to get that consistent. little bit of.
1: You need to take that little bit of gator out of you, bro.
2: Hold on. It's that, that about a gator. He went to the Super Bowl with the Bears. When's the last time y'all have done that? That's all Jim I'm saying. Jim McMahon.
1: Like that, well, Jim McMahon went to the Super Bowl and won it.
2: <laughs> but there was a lot of gaps between then and now, though.
1: I agree. All I'm saying is Jim McMahon went to the Super Bowl and won it. Fair. I just gave you Rex Grossman stats in the Super Bowl.
2: Compared to all those other quarterbacks that played with you guys. You guys had a full time starter.
1: Hey man, Bailey Brad said, "Look, Matt Schaub was even better than Rex Grossman."
2: I'm a fan of Matt Schaub. I'm not. I didn't say Matt Schaub in that group. I thought Matt Schaub was good until the end.
1: Hey man, Jason Smith said, "Luck must have met him at UF."
2: No, I'm just saying, Rick. Right, y'all act like he he wasn't a part of Bears history. On a no, he's side. not. Oh, Bears sorry.
1: fans want to forget him. I promise you. Irish Steel 63, is Marcus Freeman wanting one of his guys to jump over Riley Leonard? It seems to me he is all about high-level competition. Could there be more to this than just grabbing a ready-made quarterback, which Riley Leonard is not?
2: Listen, we're paying this kid $2 million.
1: He better be ready-made, there's,
2: there's, no, there's no more competition in college football. We're paying dudes to play come on let's let's not do that we're not down on riley leonard we're just saying for the program's sake marcus freeman's tenure at notre dame he's putting he's front-loading unnecessarily on these expectations of winning the championship it's not about riley leonard it's about the one year quarterback transfer that's what it's about if that one year is not a generational talented kid how is it any more beneficial and not hurting the program if you if he's not much better than what you already have? That's the only argument. How much better is he? Is he a championship better than the room? Is he one game, two games better? I find it hard for him to be so much better than what we have based on our schedule. Come on, if if guys in our room can't win nine to 10 games based on our schedule next year, what are we really saying? That's a bigger indictment on Marcus Freeman. Because I don't want to hear none of this, oh, Marcus Freeman this, Marcus Freeman that, Riley Leonard this, Riley Leonard that. If the season isn't undefeated expected, what we're supposed to do, it's just not, it's just too easy to place the blame on Marcus Freeman making a move like this when he doesn't have to. If he rides in there with the guys he has in the room, brings in a solid walk-on to handle the walk-on duties and get the scout team ready, I think that advances the team further than what he's doing right now. And that's just my opinion.
3: I think you did a good job of clarifying that. And nobody's down on Riley Leonard, man.
1: Y'all have to listen to what's being said, dude. Everything is not black and white. And just because somebody doesn't have pom-poms when it comes to Riley Leonard, that doesn't make them down on Riley Leonard. Riley Leonard, if he's not a championship quarterback next year, he failed at Notre Dame. That's the unfortunate situation that he's walking into. He's being brought in to get to the playoffs and win a national championship. That's the expectations. And if because, he falls short, yeah, he falls short. If he falls short in one year, he didn't meet expectations. That's fair. He's brought he's brought here for three games: Texas AM, Louisville in September, Florida State, or USC, whichever one you is, want to
2: see. And choose. this is and this is us thinking that maybe they're even games. Last year, we knew the three games. This year, that's just us giving the three games that might possibly be difficult. We don't know. We could be trash next year. Let me ask you a question.
1: Everybody be honest. Did Notre Dame need Sam Hartman to beat USC this year? No. Be honest. Be honest. Did Notre Dame need Sam Hartman to beat Caleb Williams in USC this year?
2: Hell, we didn't need Sam to beat Ohio State the way we was playing. The way we played, we didn't need Sam Hartman either. If anything, Sam Hartman damn near hurt us in that game.
1: So it's like, dude, be honest about the talent that exists at Notre Dame to compete with teams. And the problem is your quarterback has to be a difference maker. And there's no one, including us, that can guarantee that Riley Leonard is that difference maker. Over, we the can't we Over the there guys. can guarantee that. There is no had. guarantee. And the guys in the room aren't a guarantee. That's exactly. the point. There are no guarantees. Either way,
2: it's a first so time we're left, guy
3: this year and yeah, next year. And the there's guarantee. no guarantees.
1: Especially the as guarantee a one is year. The Especially as a yeah. one year. If he was and here for two years, years, that's a different story. Yeah, but who, no matter who the transfer quarterback, quarterback was,
2: and I love the whole, what if we win one game in the playoffs more? How do you know going through a whole season with the guys we have in the room, they can't win one playoff?
1: Man, look. Come on. And the, winning a playoff game next year would be a step forward for the program.
2: It would oh, be absolutely. a step forward. It would yeah. be a
1: step forward. It would be a step but forward. But
2: I guarantee you that the, the win wouldn't come based on us getting Riley Leonard. The win gonna come because we have a better team and we play better. I don't think it's gonna be solely based on us getting one guy, especially a guy that's unknown as much as the guys we got in the room.
1: Yeah. So and I agree. Uh, with the chat. Like, yo, Mike Denbrock does make the situation um much better, in my opinion. But we've
2: seen Mike Denbrock with a one-year guy. It looked better the second year he had him. <laughs> And that's
1: true, <laughs> that's true,
2: that's true. So we've we've that's already true. seen it. Yeah, Mike Dimrock can help, but he really can help in a two-year process.
1: And it has nothing, once again, it has nothing to do with liking Riley Leonard. You're missing the point. Whoever you could go, uh, say is Malachi Nelson. If they had went out and got Malachi Nelson, if they had gotten the child that went to Michigan State, Cam Ward, whoever the one year quarterback that was coming in, is unfortunate the situation they're stepping into because none of them are difference makers like that or have a resume mm-hmm. that says that they're difference makers like that. Like in big that. Games. No one gives Notre Dame a guarantee. There is no quarterback in the transfer portal this year that gives Notre Dame a guarantee that in the big games I'm going to be the difference maker. We have to see
3: it.
2: Cause if we were a six, and, we were a six and six team, or and we got Riley Leonard. Okay, I'm super excited because we'll go from six and six to nine and four. That's it. But being a six win team, man, Riley Leonard is a huge benefit to Notre Dame. Being a nine win, ten win team already, and adding Riley Leonard, that's more pressure on him.
3: Oh
1: man, I use the word unfair. I use the, word unfair. I use the, the word unfair.
2: Yeah, it's, it's it's only unfair yeah. if you didn't know what you was going into, right, Leonard? I yeah. understands? You're going to a team that has won more games than you ever have
3: mm-hmm.
2: consistently. They, Notre Dame didn't go from a five and five one year to a six and whatever to a no. We've been eight wins, nine wins, ten wins, eleven wins, eight wins, nine wins, ten. Right, Leonard ain't been three years consistently winning that many games. So he's That's like, awful. damn. So I so I so my look, what am I impressing with? You can impress Duke because Duke is used to winning five, six games, you know. Half the team want to play basketball because they they jealous of the basketball players getting their girls and you know.
1: Mm-hmm. But come like, on ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, Notre Dame, Notre Dame. Think about this. Notre Dame as a football program won nine games with Drew Pine as a quarterback. How do we know
2: that?
3: Think uh, about no, no, left, left, left left,
2: Tyler Tyler. left, left, left. Just let Tyler that marinate. come back on the team if that's the case. Just let that
1: marinate, bro. Notre Dame as a football program won nine games. Nine games with Drew Pine. And Tyler Buckner as starters. That's right. Nine.
2: That's
0: right. And
1: nobody believes either one. Both of them are out of football now.
2: Out of football. Both of them just I said, I'm walking away from football. I'm not we good give enough. Tyler home. We should give Tyler
1: Notre Dame won nine games with those two quarterbacks, yo. What are we talking about? As a football program on an annual basis, Notre Dame could probably win nine games with me you just about any quarterback in the country man what are we th- what are we talking about? so yes we don't need a quarterback to come in and continue the tradition of winning nine ten games we can do that
2: we can do you that, come
1: man. here and you only have one year to do to do that's a lot it's bad, it's bad enough to the quarterback in Notre that. Dame if Man. we were
2: Virginia, the came and won nine games for us, we wouldn't... Ron Tuck, Ron Tuck I,
1: hey, bro, Ron Tuck, I would love to see you run out the tunnel with the gold helmet, bro. I would love that. I would love that. I'm a
3: fan, love.
2: So it's like, we have proven we can turn five loaves and feed 500 people.
3: Mm-hmm. Five
2: fish and turn it into a a whole buffet for people. That's all we are doing for Riley Leonard. We turn his little loaves to feeding the community. That's all we doing with Riley Leonard. Riley Leonard isn't coming with the with the dump truck of turkeys, handing them out for Thanksgiving. He ain't Frank Lucas. We making him better. So all I'm saying is is that we should call Tyler Buckner back if Riley Leonard don't work out. Because what's
1: no. the difference
3: between the two?
1: No, no. Now you're going too far. Lucky left the podcast. No. Tyler can, man. Hey, Tyler's going to help us double up and win two championships in a row as a lacrosse squad. That's that's his call. That's what I see. Thank you for the question, Indy Milton fan. Do you see a future where bowl games are only played by second string and starters?
3: Not leaving for the draft. Sit out the game. I don't know where this thing is going left i'm gonna be honest with you man
1: like they make it
2: like season tournaments eventually bowl games in the middle of the season
1: <laughs> like i understand opting out but heck it's your decision either way so i mean i don't have a problem with kids making a decision it just doesn't
3: make sense to me Like, usually when you make a decision, you have a reason. And it has to be a good reason
1: other than, oh, that's just what I want to do. If you're living your life off of that's just what I want to do and you don't have sound reasoning, then I, man, you know, and the reasoning doesn't have to line up with my reasoning, but you should still have sound reasoning for you. You know, guys just lining up if they don't like how things are going or Come on, man. It's, we're going down a dangerous road. That's the way I feel about it. South Park 42. If Riley Leonard is the most efficient player on the offense side of the ball, how many wins do you see Notre Dame having next year? How do you feel about that, Lev?
2: It'll come down to first of all, Riley Leonard ain't the best player on offense coming to Notre Dame. So, him doing his job. It's going to come down to him having to make plays in the playoffs. That's it. We're not going to get an evaluation of Ryan Leonard until the playoffs when the game's on the line and it matters. Hmm. Because we're going to depend on Jeremiah Love, Jadarian Price, the O-line, the tight ends. Everybody's going to have a hand in it. It's not going to matter until the game gets tight and we need to do something from our quarterback position to win. And that comes in moments. So over the span of time of the season, Riley Leonard is going to play good. He's going to play good for 85 to 90% of the season because we have a good team, good coaching staff. Riley is better than average. But we're talking about winning the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Can he do that? Better than what we have now. And I I can't give you an exact answer, but I doubt it, which is why it's like, even if he plays well, we're going to win the same amount of games with the the guy that we have now. Even if he plays well, because he's just going to be doing his job. All right, throw the open goal route. All right, hand the ball off. All right, we need to run in for three yards, get a touchdown. It's like he's going to do his job because that's what he's there to do. But when it's, Beyond coaching, when we play playing a team that we're not supposed to beat, that's where Riley Leonard got to be injected, and that's where he's got to make the difference.
3: Yeah. GTV, I, I got
1: it. Mark, with glasses, says, how many dunks does Malik throw down on that little hoop he got?
2: Yeah, ball is life, mixtape, all of that. <laughs> you have to and one. Everything we see on the games from the Lakers playing, we try to do
1: it. Remember NBA Live integrated the dunk contest? Oh, Lord. And you would spend hours trying to complete a dunk? It was the worst thing ever, man. John Massey. Who has the higher ceiling, C.J. Carr or Kenny Minchie?
2: Kenny? I think C.J. is just about as good as he's going to get. CJ Carr to me is like Matt Ryan. He does everything you want. Got all the technique in the world. But is Matt Ryan really talented for real? Or he's just an overachiever? Like, is CJ Carr really elite, elitely talented? Or is he just an overachiever? Which is still good. I like overachievers. He does a job, works hard. Maybe not an overachiever. What you call that a, a, a hard worker? What's an over hard worker?
3: You're making like, up you words know? on the fly
2: now. <laughs> I mean, you know, this is an overachiever. He's going to do everything and go beyond expect, you know. But uh-huh. is he supremely talented? I think Kenny is more talented. But I think CJ knows how the game go. Like for
1: instance, so you so CJ's you think so? CJ sure. would be Sonny Corleone, and then Kenny has the chance to be Michael Corleone. Right. Right?
3: Michael's
1: upside as a businessman was like ridiculous. But Sonny Sonny was pure gangster. And he that's who he was. He was just gonna be a gangster. That's who he was. That's eventually what got him killed. He couldn't outthink the opposition. But you think that Kenny has an opportunity to be Michael Corleone.
2: Kenny has a potential in what he got going on around him to pop bigger than what CJ's pop could be. Mm -hmm. CJ's got all the.
1: Oh, he's an all-American looks. He has a chance to be a superstar. Oh, he has a chance to be a superstar at Notre Dame.
2: But his talent, as a standalone, yeah, I don't think it's better than Kenny's. But CJ knows how to get there, knows what it looks like, knows how to study, got good references outside of the school to talk to. He's like the parent that had two doctors as parents. I mean, he's like mm-hmm. the kid that has two doctors as parents. He's just going to know how to be a doctor. Right. He just don't know the language, the terminology. He may not be the best doctor in the world, but he know how to fit in with doctors. Mm -hmm. He probably get a jump straight, you know, get a jump start a little earlier. Get get the uh, the tips and the and the tricks to the trade of the MCAT. Mm -hmm. Probably don't have to work as hard because it's just it comes more natural to him. I think that's CJ. I got you. Kenny's Brian more like Loftus. this. He's going to pop.
1: What game plan do you anticipate Gino running? Don't turn the ball over.
2: <laughs> yeah, this is this is not That's a real talk. Yeah, we're not out here recruiting. He's not auditioning.
1: Me. He's the quarterback no. coach. So he doesn't have to get super creative. He's here to steer
2: the ship into the dock. Mm-hmm. Just get us home. Don't start, you know, trying to one hand the steering wheel and do it all. Make this about you. You know what we do on offense. You know who our best players are. Don't embarrass Steve Angelia out here trying to make him look like Peyton Manning. Let's go in here, manage the game, rely on our defense, play, play field position. And then when you get close, then you can go a little crazy. Like, you know, 20 in, you can try some things with Steve, you know. Let him run the football a little bit.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Low impact. You know what I mean? Listen When it gives you a low impact game.
3: Yeah. You know
2: what yeah. I'm saying? It may not be a bunch of down the field, but hey, we 5'10", build some drives, you know, feel good, build his confidence a little bit, take a shot here and there,
1: turn over, get a short field.
2: Yeah. Get a short field. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: It's going to be It's a nice cup of coffee. Man gonna be he might have twenty two to twenty four pass attempts at the end of the game. Heavy run 22, 24 pass attempts is good for Steve in his first start. Mm-hmm. You'll have an impact, but it won't be the impact of the game. Yeah, especially if you don't turn it over. So I'm predicting he go sixteen for twenty two. 210 yards, touchdown and a pick. That's a good day. That's a good day. Low impact. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know.
1: Yeah. 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 Gino just needs to chill like he has a four fiesta, both hands on the steering wheel. Right. What do they say? Three. Three o'clock, nine o'clock, both hands on the steering wheel. Don't act like you' in a deuce and a quarter yeah, or a bro yeah, ham. You know what I mean. You don't need to be with the gangster yeah, lean and all that. Nah, nah.
2: Take the dice out the rear view. You don't need that, right. <laughs> that's right. It ain't, it, ain't, it ain't that type of drive, no, it's right? Or the
1: fuzzy, t- the fuzzy foxtail out the window. Yeah,
2: You're just driving to the grocery store and driving mm-hmm.
1: home. That's it. Oh, as it, Ryan lost this last one. What are your thoughts on Nick Scordon, the edge player from Purdue who entered the portal? That could be a nice pickup if Notre Dame pursues him. Uh, Brian Walters, by the way, is doing a really nice job with the defensive backs he's picking up in the portal. I expect them to come in and play Notre Dame tough because he wants that man-to-man defense that he played at Illinois. And he's picked up some really nice defensive backs in the portal. So he's looking to be able to come in with his defense next year and dictate with man-to-man the way he did at Illinois that last year before he got the head coaching job. So I'm that Purdue game is going to be very interesting to watch Riley Leonard and the offense go up against man-to-man coverage the majority of the day. But yeah, go ahead, Lef. I mean, any thoughts on Nick Gordon?
2: I think if he's fitting the weight requirements of us looking more intimidating,
3: then we should get him. (laughs) Oh, man. Lucky lefty podcast, man. All right, left. Getting ready to get out of here. The chat has been wonderful today. As I said before, you guys
1: are tripping a little bit with that medium rare. But it is what it is, man. You know what time it is.
3: Petticoat. 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 Petticoat, Petticoat, Junction. It's time to get petty.
2: Oh, we did a good job executing.
4: Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train.
2: I just don't like you. You don't? No.
4: What is today's petty historic? <laughs> petty Junction.
1: Petty Junction, Petty Story Today brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnurahWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, AnurahWhiskey.com. Anybody you got on the Petty train before I play this Cam Newton clip and uh, put Debo Samuel on the Petty train?
2: No, I think you got it, though. I think that's the right one.
3: Uh, Let's see.
1: Did I get the right video? Let me see.
3: Football to be. Mm
1: -hmm. I'm sorry. That is the wrong, the absolutely wrong video. But basically, Debo Samuel on the petty train. Cam Newton came out and posted a video
3: saying that, look, man, we got to do a better job of uh, putting blame on these organizations for ruining quarterbacks. And basically uh, said, yo, we have to make sure
1: that these quarterbacks are put in positions to succeed. And if you're not doing that and you waste the talent, is that on the young man or is that on the organization? And once again, I point out the Chicago Bears have not had a developed quarterback since Jim McMahon bro." And that, within itself, is honestly a disgrace, man, as an organization. And so they sit here. Here it is. Here's the clip. Let me show it left.
2: Motherfucker, fuck, I belong here. Thanks. And what a scary moment for the Justin Fields to feel that way, Bryce Young to feel that way. We've seen C.J. Stroud feel that way. Yeah. When you got a quarterback, Jared Goff. Tua, Brock, when guys really start feeling themselves and say, I, belong, I here, belong here, that's where they get better. Yeah. For every quarterback that we've felt or seen coming to their own right before our eyes, there's other quarterbacks that we've seen shrink Yeah. because of bad development, bad coaching, Bad management.
0: And they never feel like they belong.
2: Bad person. They never feel like they belong. So when I see this, this is a perfect situation where I'm saying start holding these front office people accountable to developing
3: these players the right way.
2: Love,
1: we can spin this into like the quarterback room at Notre Dame. Like when did you feel like you belonged at Notre Dame?
2: I just felt like they were always disrespecting me, and that you know, anytime mm-hmm. they get us the chance to play, I just have to show them they on that Jake Browning. You should never cut me. <laughs> should never had that disrespect because that's all it is. That's why guys at Notre Dame quarterback room either leave a success or leave really jaded. Ron Paulus is a jaded man. He didn't come back to Notre Dame for years
0: mm-hmm. until it's
2: the only why he came back because of his son. Hell, Ev's jaded. Deshaun's jaded. Deshaun don't even want to play football. <laughs> you know, he want to be Mark Zuckerberg. He's so far removed from football, you would have thought he hated it. Brandon's jaded. You know, he, we talked to Brandon on the interview. He damn near wanted to go crazy when we talked about his time. You know, so it's a it's a jaded thing. Either you leave jaded or you leave like an Ian Book. You know, the <laughs> best thing that can ever happen to you, you know, so – that's the the double edged sword of Notre Dame room. It is what it is, but we know that if it shit, Jimmy Clausen's jaded. If you're thinking about it, I mean, he left jaded. So
3: yeah,
2: you either leave like Ian and Brady Quinn, or you jaded like the rest. Gunner was jaded, didn't even get started. He was left jaded, right? So it ain't so. It ain't too many ways and go hell. Both the last two QBs we have both quit. Think about that. The, when the, when, I mean shit. When the last time you heard both starting quarterbacks of this of the same team that had success, it wasn't like we sucked on some Barry Sanders and you quit because we sucked. We were good. And both of y'all, and within one year of leaving, quit the game completely. Drew don't even want to play football no more. He want to be a steward. Hell, Tyler, so JD, he went to a different sport. He said, Let me try this. If this ain't working, let me just... He he wasn't the Charlie Ward of Notre Dame where he can go to the league in both sports. He quit one to play another. So Notre Dame, that's just a gift and a curse, man. You you leave jaded or you leave a hero.
1: So when do you get that moment? When does Kenny and when does CJ get that moment? Or even Steve Angeli. He has an opportunity on Friday. But when do you get that moment in Notre Dame where you feel like, okay, I belong? Can it happen on the practice field or does it have to happen during a game?
3: Hmm.
2: It has to happen in a game because practice can fool you. Okay. You know, you can have some success in practicing and not translate or, you know, I think for me it happened when I got in that USC game and me and Greg was making it look easy. That's Mm -hmm. when I knew that. I believed, because I already believed in myself at that time. I just couldn't put pen to paper, you know. And when I put the the pen to paper and saw I could could do some things, you know, it just it made all the better. So for Steve, this is this, this is his moment, you know. There's nothing really to look forward to and nothing to look behind you. You got the moment to live in and prove to yourself that you belong in a, in a game set up for you to. It could go either way.
3: <laughs> right.
2: It could go, it could go right. either. <laughs> you you can leave being jaded, you know, or you can have some success and be like, well damn, they just didn't give me enough of a shot. You know what I mean? So I think Steve is is got everything to gain and nothing to lose, really.
3: It is uh yo, that's funny. So Debo Samuel.
1: Um you know, you guys tell me if you can uh hear this audio. I'm going to play Debo Samuel on the NFL Network on the Up and Adams show or the Up and Adams podcast and this is what he had to say about um, Cam Newton's comments about his quarterback.
2: Was it crazy egregious or what?
1: Man, it, I'm sorry for that technical difficulty but basically, let me see if I can to hear this dude. He took a shot at Cam, but then he took a shot at Michael Parsons and it was like, yo, what
2: I can I can I can go for some NFL beef fan.
1: <laughs> look, man, Debo, look, I understand left. He was upset with Cam Newton. He was upset with Michael Parsons Parsons taking shots at Brock Purdy. I think we saw on Monday night full display on what a franchise quarterback is and a game changer what a game manager is
2: absolutely it
1: was on on full display if you want to sit up and you want to you want to cape for brock purdy that's fine
3: because what do you
1: say so being upset about cam newton and then trying to throw cam newton under the bus like stop calling my phone and stop texting me you want me on my pot you want me on your podcast what
2: does that have to do with oh, oh, anything? Of course, he's he's a journalist now. He's trying to get you, man. That's that's lame.
1: Oh, so dude, lame. that's that's corny. You're on the petty train, and then they go after Mark. Michael Parsons was petty for saying something because, like you said, yo, we scrape, we scrape y'all. Like Brock put up forty on you all, so you need to relax.
2: But we know Brock but,
1: is a product of a system, man. Like, we dude. know that. We know that. Nick Mullins has been successful in the system.
2: Yeah, these these no name overachieving backups. I'm telling you, if we have plenty of quarterbacks. Come on, bro! Like
1: successful in that system, and it's it's okay. And I have no problem giving Brock Purdy two to three years to see what he can do
2: if he Brock can back up this year. An Eastern Stick, a Jake Browning, these. These professional dodgeball—I call them recess all-American.
1: We also All saw when Trent when Trent Williams leaves that lineup like he did. You saw Jadavion Clowney have a field day. Easily,
2: it's like, come on, like, why are we doing this? These Will Levis, Kenny Pickett, wanna be—you know—these guys are. Uh, I'm just glad the NFL, the 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 cream rises to the top, all these, that's right, Tyson Baggetts and Tyson Bagels and all these Eastern sticks. Out here. I mean, the Chicago really
1: media good. was really trying to make a case for him being the starting quarterback for and the And it's fans. crazy they how it really disappeared
2: worked. so famous. It disappeared quick. It was like the pandemic. It came and went. You thought it was the Tyson Bagel, Tyson Chicken finger show, and end up being another wannabe, you know. These backups are making the NFL look real suspicious because you're wondering how the talent drop-off happens so fast. And even hires like the Chargers head coach. How did Charger head coach go from coaching pee wee football to being a D.C. at a D3 school for one year? You the head coach of the Chargers? Come on, man. Something ain't right. Something ain't right. But I'll tell you one thing. Shout out Joe Flacco, man. Flacco's still riding that.
3: Joe Flacco was falling.
2: Falling. They should have never took Zach Wilson over that brother, man.
1: If Joe Flacco was on the Jets, they might actually be in the playoff hunt.
2: Aaron Rodgers coming back.
1: (laughs) Yo, great show. Lucky Lucky Podcast. Oh, man. Tomorrow, we get our prediction show left. Oregon State missing a lot defensively. The, both of the starting linebackers, the starting defensive back. It's going to be interesting, man. The Wide receivers should be able to get loose against backups, right, Le? I
3: don't know.
1: I hope. I was oh. – I was, I was, uh yeah, you, you you didn't give me the confidence I was hoping. Well,
2: well, well, Jordan Faison, he's looking like a bright spot on the team, so I feel like he should. Oh, well, heck
1: the clips he they're putting the best out, yeah, help.
2: yeah. He, I think if any, if I had to put my money on any receiver, it's Jordan Faison.
1: Lucky Lucky Podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow, and then uh we look to have a show for you to end the year, on uh, Saturday, and then post game. Um, Friday night. Should be fun. Lucky Lucky Podcast.
2: You can do the Russell Wilson take real quick. I think Russell Wilson is is going. Oh, to- I forgot he got benched for Jared Stidham, didn't he? Yeah, but, you know, I think he's going through an ego thing, man. I'm going through an mm. ego
3: thing. So That's
2: why your game always got to evolve. You can't rest on laurels for too long. Because, you know, people get real forgetful in, a, in an industry like that. Yep, I agree.
1: Hey, have a great day, guys. Make sure you spend it different. <laughs>